0: y'all content for the culture and podcast coming at you on this lovely sunday (coughs) i won't edit that out watching some football today watching the broncos play right now so bear with me if i uh can stay focused or not we'll see um yeah i just uh have the volume as low as i can go here hopefully we won't hear it in the background if you do i apologize put it down to uh literally the lowest possible volume um but who was that you were hearing that was uh that was home shake um we pulled the guy's name here but basically i figured i'd feature him on the episode because i talked about mac demarco last time and mac demarco obviously like i was saying one of my favorite musicians i mean i did my spotify year in music and he came out on top for the past like six months and, uh, just, like, so many streams and so many repeat streams. I mean, I've listened to his stuff so much. Um, the guy's name is Peter. I don't know his last name for Home Shake, but... I should be able to find it. <laughs> probably should come prepared with this information. Why don't they have a Wikipedia page? Probably because they're not that big of a band. Anyways, Peter is his name, and he was a guitarist with Mac DeMarco when he was touring. Um like around 2012 for like his first and second album and then he got like new people to tour with and I think this guy just didn't like the touring life that much he was just probably just worn out I think and um his name is Peter Sagar there we go I knew that I follow him on Instagram But, yeah, peter sagar amazing that's home shake name of that track was uh move this body off his newest album called <laughs> In the shower, no. Midnight snack. Yeah, in the shower is his first album. Sorry, I was just looking at Google right now. But um, in the showers is his first album from 2014. He came out this one 2015, called um, Midnight Snacks. So good, honestly, it's amazing. His style of music it kind of has some Mac DeMarco influences. I mean, you can see why they're buddies, why they why they make music together and stuff like that. But at the same time, I mean, they both use. I mean kind of totally different forms of technology when making their music, you know, Mac DeMarco, I know, he f- records on analog and uses real instruments, records all of them, plays the drums, plays the plays the bass, plays the guitar, and, um, from what I can tell with Peter Sagar's music, um, with, with Home Shake, I don't know if it's Sagar or Sagar or whatever, um, but what I can tell is, is he's using electronic drums, um, he's using kind of a less organic approach to it that, you know, it seems that it, Mac is using, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a totally different style. So, I mean, they both kind of have a different feel in that sense. and also seems like uh, Home Shake, it, it, in their music, it's a little more, a little more electronic, a little more um, kind of contemporary with its um, pop sound versus what it used to sound. I mean, it's not pop, but it's kind of like contemporary pop, I feel like, indie contemporary pop. Whereas Mac DeMarco, he kind of has, like, an old-school, jangly rock feel, you know, and, and, and Peter Sager, Sagar, um, good guitars and everything, but also I think he, you know, uses the computer a little bit more, if that makes sense. It it just seems like that, but either way, it's it's really good music. Um, he's awesome, um, and I think there's, like, a cool video of him jamming um, with Mac when they're live, and, like, Austin City Limits playing Ode Device Roy, if you just want to see him, like, kind of shred a little bit, there's, like, a solo at the end, and he sounds good, and It's just, you know, see how good of a musician he is, and then he makes all that music himself. It's a lot like Mac in that sense, you know. He sits there, makes the whole album himself. I mean, it's so impressive. So, multi-instrumentalist as well, I believe. Um, I'm sure he at least plays bass, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's amazing. You can kind of get the sound there from that clip I gave you. I mean, overall, I didn't really want to focus on music as much this episode because I started a new show or miniseries, um... I'm going to get into that, I'm just kind of hinting at it right now, but, um, basically let me just talk about some tracks you should listen to with Home Shake, give it a, give it a listen, and then I'm going to kind of go into what I want to talk about a little bit more, which was, uh, kind of the latest news on the podcast, and then, uh, some, some shows and some, and some, and one movie, I guess, and there's some, some movies, Holiday featured a little bit, but, um, yeah, so check out Home Shake, Midnight Snack, I'd say is a little better than his older album, In the Shower, In the Shower's just like a little, a little too underground a little too indie for me i mean it's good but it's just very strange and i, I should probably give it a listen again i haven't listened to home shake actually in a little bit i, I just figured i'd feature them i've really been listening to anybody new this week um i'm kind of just looking for new music right now so if you have any suggestions please send them to me but uh for now home shake i think it's a great great thing to follow up Mac DeMarco with if you do have a if you do have a chance i hope you heard that woo from my roommates watching football we're all being pieces of shit today um but check out Home Shake, Midnight Snack. I suggest uh, that one where I played, Move This Body. Under the Sheets is awesome. Faded is strange and weird and has just sticky vibes to it. <laughs> but I would listen to it. I don't really know how to describe it. I mean, it's a very strange song. It's very good, though. And then uh, He's Heating Up, which I think I'm going to lead uh, or leave the podcast with. And uh hope you enjoy it, but basically just check on Home Shake, give it, a, give it a listen, and and I don't really want to talk about music as much, like I said, I'm just going to start from square one, you know, so it's a lovely Sunday here in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona right now. Woke up this morning, and I had to have biscuits and gravy with my roommate. <laughs> we made it, it much simpler than, than you'd think, and um, it was it was life-changing, honestly, um, (laughs) it's a fucking game-changer is what it is, and I'm so full right now, I'm podcasting from my bed, under my blankets, just fan going, watching the NFL, I mean, I'm being such a piece of shit, I mean, this is as productive I'll be all day, as productive as I'll be all day, my lord, I am just, I'm not doing anything this weekend, and and it was decided from the moment I got home from work Friday night, (laughs) but, um, it's uh, it's just good to be podcasting, getting an episode out this week. I I took a little while to kind of get on it because what I really wanted to talk about this week was Show Me a Hero, this uh, new HBO miniseries I watched from uh, f- from David Simon. <laughs> no, David Simon, that's not his name. From well, I should know his name. He's the creator of The Wire, and he's like David Simon. Oh my God, yeah, I actually did get it. Why did I laugh at myself? David Simon. Yeah, it's amazing. And um, it's called Show Me a Hero, and it's the guy who did The Wire. So, you know, obviously I kind of gushed about The Wire a little bit last week. Didn't get fully into it. I'm going to do a full episode on it eventually. I just need to gear up. I need to prepare. I mean, that show is like, it's like the show of all shows, you know, one of. But Show Me a Hero, basically, it's, it's about this guy in Yonkers in the late 80s, early 1990s. And um, he's played by Oscar Isaac. His name is Nick 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 Wazowski, Wazowski, Mike Wazowski. What is his name? I should have all this stuff prepared before I start these podcasts. But Nick Nick Wazisco. There we go. He's played by oscar isaac and he is in fucking incredible um it was so good i didn't i didn't see if it was nominated for any golden globes this year or anything like that but i sure as hell hope so because it was incredible and and really it just that's kind of what took me so long to get a podcast out this week i've been so busy this week working and been so tired um i haven't been able to stay up late as usual and finish these shows like i do i stay up late and just love to crush them at like two or three in the morning oh man they have that kendrick lamar commercial on for there's like a commercial and it's showing his music video for all right my god was that music video incredible if you haven't seen that yet i'm not even a huge kendrick fan i'm not a huge rap fan but my lord go watch that music video that is just they knew what they were doing there i mean that was just artistic it was was just beautiful go watch it um anyways back to show me hero it's incredible i've been waiting to talk about it it's kind of what i wanted to focus on this week um like i said check out home shake he's gonna be good um good music but you know, I, I, and he's on Spotify and everything, which is nice, but, but it's all about Show Me a Hero right now, HBO Go, check it out, it was amazing, uh, it's six episodes, five episodes are an hour long, last episode's like 80 minutes, it's, it's awesome, I mean, it was just, I love these miniseries and, and TV shows, they're so good, um, they just have so much character depth, they, they don't drag either, I mean, it's all natural, I mean, it's kind of like, I feel like when I watch a movie, it's also forced, it's also rushed, and it, 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 takes about you know an hour and a half two hours and then you're supposed to have all these characters related to and like them and know everything they're about and it's just not enough time it's not enough time to learn the characters learn who they are it's not enough time to get into it and it be genuine and and not feel forced not feel because they can be subtle with shows with long shows they can be subtle about character development and instead of like a shitty character just being the corny oh he's a bad person they can build it and build it and build it and give them good traits bad traits good things bad things like a normal human um more time just means more development and it means you know you have to be more patient too but it's the way to be um and it's the way i just prefer storytelling and that's why this show is amazing and i didn't even realize the last episode it's based on a true story i mean it's incredible don't look anything up you probably don't know anything about it either because who would it's such a small story it's it's a based in a city of yonkers um in new york and um tells the story of basically there's a housing plan going to go through the city council and um it's like affordable not affordable housing uh public housing like a project essentially and they're trying to move it into the good part of the city and i didn't realize that was entirely what those six episodes were focused on but it makes sense because it's from david simon and he does everything relating to you know racial relations and and drug use, and ghettos, and east side, west side, shit like that, I mean, you know, The Wire's based around Baltimore, I mean, these cities, they have such a life of, life to them in the show, it's, it's, you can, you can just feel it, it's amazing, and um, it almost, it's like, you know, they say The Wire, it's not about any of those characters in particular, it's more about the city of Baltimore, you know, and I kind of felt that way with this show, too, it was incredible, it was about Yonkers, I mean, I had a a heartbeat to it, you know, I just, I could feel, I've never been there, who fuck, no, I've never fucking been there, but it felt like I had been by the end of it, and, and obviously, it has its main focus, as, as, you know, Oscar Isaac's character, um, Nick Wazisco, he's, he's just, goddamn, you just root for him, but the, the guy's just getting beaten down, since, you know, you'll see, it's tough, it's tough, and it's different, and it's just incredible, the way the story is told, and I'm not going to ruin the ending yet, and I'm, I was thinking about just going all into it, all detail, but I can't, I can't just do that with the whole series, I'll give you a week to watch it, or two weeks to watch it, or something, and then in a podcast or two, I'll, I'll talk about how I feel about the ending, I'll get into it, but it was incredible, and, and it basically just follows his storyline, as he's, you know, the first episode, he becomes mayor of Yonkers, to try and solve this housing crisis, and kind of be the guy against it, and, um, it's just incredible, and, and you realize at the end that this is a true story, and Broncos suck. there we go, <laughs> go Broncos baby, that's a really professional way to do the podcast, I'm sorry, it's a lazy weekend, um, but yeah, you, you must watch Show Me a Hero, it's incredible, I, I, I just needed to focus on it this week, because it was just, it was just everything I wanted in a show from start to finish, like I literally came out of my room, running to my roommate, and I'm like, oh my god dude, like it was just so good, like it was just, I was just like, I'm Blown away, and and it was one of those shows too. I just knew the ending was going to be amazing. I just knew it was going to be worth it because every episode ended on a perfect note, and it had such a good you know storytelling flow to it, and it just moved so naturally. It was so good, and the acting was phenomenal. And and really, there were there were very few moments where I wasn't happy with it. I mean, really, I I you know it's sometimes those shows can be cheesy, and sometimes The Wire has its cornier moments because it's a little older. And oh God, Sanders is injured get up, <laughs> um, but The Wire has those moments, and, and Show Me a Hero, it really didn't, it was just filmed so well, and, and it's directed by Paul Haggis, who did Crash, I know that, I don't know what else he's done, um, I know, i never even seen Crash, which is crazy to say, because I know it's kind of a controversial film, and I do want to see it eventually, but it kind of looks like it's old, and I've heard it's a little over the fucking top, so, I'll just go on with the uh, bias point of view, right? It's going to suck. Um, crash, the third person. Next three days. Oof, he need some shitty moves, too. Next three days. Million dollar baby. Did he? Two million dollar baby? No, that's Clint Eastwood okay, these must be, like, production, anyway, production credits, um, and BD also used to be a Scientologist, too, which is very interesting, if you haven't seen that Scientology documentary on HBO Go, or HBO, oh my lord, it is incredible, um, now I gotta look up what that's called, shit, well, it's okay, well, I guess this Rachel Deane, and his, his ass was a like Scientologist, anyways, um, is he a writer? Oh, he does a lot of writing, holy shit him, okay, so he was a director too, wow, he's more of a writer than a director, very cool, I didn't know that, very, very cool, anyways, he did an amazing job directing the show, and I love that he was directing all six episodes, you know, it helped kind of keep a consistent feel to it, it's kind of like Drew Detective season one with that guy who did it, it's like a little mini-series, but all eight episodes just have that perfect feel, and I think that might be why House of Cards started falling off. They switched directors every damn time. So he's directed Crash. They're, yeah, he was not direct it. it really, the only like quote good movie is Crash. All these other ones don't look that good. The Valley of Elah. I've never heard of that, but Show Me Hero was incredible. I loved it. Let's see if he wrote on it as well. No. Well, it was insane. You need to watch it. It's so good. Um, I, I just crushed it. I, I watched two episodes last night. Finale today so worth it, um, I, I didn't realize it was 80 minutes, I was gonna do podcasting at my girlfriend's place, do a little bit more professional, where I'm alone there at the table, you know, getting it done the right way, but uh, I figured I would just lay in bed and do it instead, because I am just not feeling it today, I am such a lazy shit today, and this weekend, I haven't done anything, literally my goal for the weekend was to finish, show me a hero, I'm like, I can do it, I swear I can do it, it's like, dude, it's watching a show, (laughs) but it, be, it makes me feel like I'm having a purpose because I'm talking in the podcast about it, so you just need to watch it, I, I texted my sister immediately, she loves the wire, she's the one who actually tried to tell me to get, get on to watching it after watching The Sopranos, but I kind of didn't watch it for a while, I was closed minded and I, oh boy, do I regret it, I mean, I'm glad I've seen it now, and, and it's just so good watching Show Me Her after that, because I just love that storytelling style that David Simon has, I mean, just the character development, every character, I just started to feel for in it, and in it their storylines they all have a you know all their character storylines have a start to finish and and start and finish and it's ups and downs and and it all has a point it all kind of they all serve a purpose no matter how big or small no matter how much one may get a little more of a focus than the other i mean they all serve a purpose in the story and it's and it's so nice to have that where there's not a character just weighing down the, the show weighing down the movie that's like, who am I watching, or why should I care, and, and some of the characters, you know, they're smaller, but it just kind of, they're there for a reason, you got to humanize the, the aspects and the perspectives of such a controversial topic as public housing, and moving it into white neighborhoods, and the late 80s in New York, where I think it's pretty, you know, racist, I don't know, I I just know in the 80s, New York was kind of a shithole, um, so it makes sense, I mean, it's, it's tough, and they, they give all the characters a very interesting, interesting spin and take and, and it's really not it's not corny it's not cheesy it's not stereotypical it's not oh yes that's a pass interference give it to thomas <laughs> this is so great watching football and podcasting it's like all right i'm gonna talk about 75 percent movies tv shows music and 25 percent live sports i'm gonna be doing a live broadcast right now it's like jesus christ um one second water time anyways it's amazing and Oscar Isaac I I just think he's such a good actor I think he's so good I think he's so underrated um he's amazing in Inside Lone Davis he's amazing in um I think I've seen him in other movies I mean he has done other movies of course um Inside Lone Davis I think is my favorite performance of him I have to say he was in that one like mob movie I didn't like that much it's kind of a similar character, honestly, but I think it was so much better as someone that kind of... He's like, a, he really plays a great, lovable loser. I don't know what it is about him, but he's kind of got that vulnerable look. That vulnerable feel where it's just like, even in the show, of, uh... Even during Show Me a Hero, I'm like, oh, he's the mayor? And I'm like, oh, this just doesn't feel right. I mean, from the first episode, i kind like, god, what is gonna fucking happen? It's just, it's just so I'm good, good. Um... good. only for one Golden Globe. Are you fucking kidding me? Only one? shows, how is it, oh, whatever, <laughs> and I'm pissed, Man, I'm very, very pissed, is there an Oscar from any e series, I don't know, that'd be cool, that'd be really, really cool, because Oscar Isaac King, he's, kind of, he's got a kind of interesting look, yeah, he's not like a stereotypical, like, like male lead kind of guy, so I think that's why he has that vulnerable look, you know? he's not like Ryan Gosling or, or Brad Pitt or anything, you know, he's, you know, he's, you know, looks like a handsome dude, but he's just kind of... Kind of, kind of different, different looking, looking features and stuff. You just can play that like the New York type, very, very well, very authentically. Let's see, what we got. I don't know why I'm on this movie's IMDb page. So Oscar Isaac. God, Peter's such a piece of shit. Okay, so show me a hero, bro. Ex Machina. I did not see that. I wanted to see that. Most Violent Year. I did see that. It wasn't that good. Inside is this fucking amazing like i was saying and then i really haven't then yeah, he kind of just started acting okay well he's been acting since 1996 he's the pool boy in the in Then 2002 it's like oh my god that's so goddamn weird okay best performer okay well okay all right all right all right he was nominated oscar isaac was nominated there enough more enough reason to um uh, to go check out the show he nominated for best actor not best supporting. I mean, that's awesome. He totally deserves it. He's, he's incredible. I I just felt for him the entire time. I loved his character, and I just wanted him to, to come out on top. And I'm not going to say whether he does or doesn't, but you know, it's based on a true story. And um, don't fucking look it up. Like, do not look it up. Just watch the show first. I I didn't know anything that was going on really. I didn't know what how it was going to end, and and it really just made it worth it. I'll be honest with you. Um, and what's so good about it is, you know, the title itself it has a meaning. You know, the title means something to the story it it it's about you know like I said it's he plays this lead guy and he's going to be a mayor and it's the title itself it just kind of it's and that sounds so lame to say that it's like a level of the show but it is I mean it, it really plays a part where you realize it's about talking you know it's it's about who's behind the scenes and, and you know with politics especially you have these people that are the you know pariahs or the or the saviors and essentially, you know, he, he does not fit that mold, he does not fit that stereotype, he's not, you know, he kind of gets shit on, I mean, he's, he's essentially a scapegoat, you'll see, and, and I'm not saying it always ends bad, because, you know, he tries to make a comeback, and, and I'm not going to say what happens, but it's, oh, did I say pariah and outcast? No, that is the wrong word, I Google it, I apologize, these pariahs, <laughs> no, 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 Um, He becomes a fucking pariah that's what he does um no but these saviors that's what i'm saying these heroes and and it's very it's very interesting and and there's kind of once you see his character go through the struggles he does later down in the series it's just kind of solidifies it so much more because in this first episode you'll feel automatically he's going to take this bullet for this housing project he's going to be the scapegoat and and it happens in like the first episode you know second episode or something I mean it, it it goes fast I'm not trying to ruin the story I'm sorry you have to check it out but oh I love that play call Osweiler for the first god he is huge I'm a Broncos fan if you can't tell he is huge he's six foot eight he's like a troll he's like he's, he's like a fucking cave troll my lord anyways show me a hero it's incredible and I'm just kind of ranting about it, but I just really wanted to focus this podcast on it this week. It's so good. Um, the other actors, uh, I thought Catherine, Catherine Keener was kind of annoying. I didn't like her character, and, and I, actually my girlfriend agreed with me too. Um, she was on the exact same page. Oh, wow, that was crazy. Um, tip ball came out like 10, 20 feet in the air. Tom was grabbed instead of a pick. Woo, woo. Catherine Keener, I think her name I'm checking right now, but I didn't think she was very good. I thought his uh, his wife was amazing. She was she was fantastic. Alfred Molina, as usual, incredible. He's so good. He's so damn good. Especially in, what's that one movie? Um, what was it? The something about love. It was so 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 good. About him, and that, he was in like a gay, gay relationship with. from Dexter, who plays the ice truck killer. Fuck, I don't know. I'm all over on the map on this podcast. I'm sorry. It's just one of those days. It's Sunday. I had to go to work in the morning. I'm not doing anything. I apologize. Um, love is Strange. I don't know what it is. Love is Strange. With... Jesus Christ. And hey, he plays George yeah, Alpha Molina, he's amazing, he's in love Is strange, and it's, uh, that's that guy from Third Rock from the Sun. he's, like, a weird, like, weird, strange dude, but he plays this, like, normal person who lives in New York, and is in love with this other guy, and it's just, they're, they're just, it's, a, it's so good, it's such a heartwarming movie, um, John Lithgow, of course, yeah, John Lithgow, and, and Alpha Molina play, um, uh, gay couple, and it's actually just, I thought it was really good, I mean, there were some bad parts, I thought the supporting storylines were very weak, but they're, relationship that it was focused on was incredible um which is awesome but yeah show me here i look at it it's uh, from awesome um i really like the guy who's from wolf of wall street he plays john byrne he plays um i think he's jewish um or like they focus on it or something and, and he's a guy that works with the naacp and he's white you know and trying to get the housing projects put up and and he was awesome i thought too and and uh first couple first three episodes or it looks like he's in four but you know he's he's definitely a minor character but still worth uh kind of taking note of either way and and um i, I just hope people i hope you like the show i'll be checking out like i said it's six episodes and you can just kind of crush it you just kind of kind of buy into it you know I, I like political shows i mean i know with political shows just comes like a lot of talking and um a lot of dialogue-driven stuff, not as much action, and this isn't, you know, it kind of has that, like, almost mobby feel, you know, kind of, like, grimy feel to it, but it doesn't go all the way like that, you know, and I, I thought it might, but it, it didn't, it was more political, and it was, you know, just the first episode, it was just about the housing projects, and that's really what it's about, it's kind of a ground-level story, you know, it doesn't go anything crazier than that, it's, it's, it's in the city of Yonkers, you know, it can only get so crazy, and so I, I thought it was, I thought it was so good, uh, so worth your time, so worth my time, and I'm, I'm really glad I got to focus on a new show on the podcast, because I haven't really had a new show to watch, um, after marin I finished that, and I was a little down about it <laughs> for a few days, and then I, I just kind of started to show me a hero, because I was like, oh shoot, I, I need to check it out, it's from David Simon, you know, as you can know in the last episode, I love David Simon and The Wire, of course, who doesn't, I mean, if everybody who watches it's gonna love it, but, um, they should at least, but, it's it's incredible. It's it's so good. It's such a, you know, realistic take on things of, you know, ghetto neighborhoods and drugs and crime and and, and politics and, and cities and, and and the east coast, and, and and cities that's very broad, but in Yonkers and in New York and New York City and it just tells such a great story. Okay, wait, Broncos they're down, going over the tutty. And Jesus Sanders, catch that ball. Ah, he's tapping his chest. He knows. Yeah, he heard me. He heard me. Um, it's his fault. Anyways. It just check it out. It's it's so worth it. And let me know what you think. I'm, I'm recommending it to everybody. I texted my brother about it. I texted my sister. They both loved the wire before I did. Um they got me onto it, honestly. I can't I can't lie. Absolutely one hundred percent worth the time, worth the effort, and the HBO go sign up if you haven't done that already. If you haven't noticed the show, I love HBO. And uh so you gotta check it out so um one other thing to talk about i like to go into movies a little bit i watched one movie since i spoke to you last because i got into show me a hero that was my focus and i'm really glad i finished it it was so worth it like i said but Ah damn commercials um is a very merry christmas i watched it and i was unimpressed and i was disappointed um i hate to be uh a Grinch, a Christmas Grumpy, to be like, you know, oh, this movie could have been so much better. It's like, okay, it's a Christmas movie. Come on, it's a Christmas special. I get it. But I just expected more. You know? I I I just was... Let's pull it up. Let's, let's just get a little more... Let's get a little more information here from IMDb so I can really bitch. But I really just expected more. I thought it was going to be... It's kind of one of those movies you see on IMDb. And you see okay, it's, to, it's, like, before you know any trailer or anything, it's, it's like, I saw the, the, like, logline for, um, this is the end, and it's, like, Seth Rogen and James Frank are having a party, and, you know, celebrities, and then the world's gonna end, You're like, oh, it's gonna be that realistic story, I wonder how that's gonna go, I wonder how they're gonna get a narrative going and build a character around real people, and what character are they gonna build around Bill Murray, is he gonna be a character, or is he just gonna be fucking Bill Murray, you know, and, it's the same thing here with Very Merry Christmas, The Logline line, where he's no one will show up to his TV show due to a terrible snowstorm in New York City. So, I thought it was going to be really good. I thought it was going to, you know, I'm not saying it was going to be like a life-changing movie or story or script. I'm not saying that, but I, like, you know, this is The End isn't that way either, and obviously the way it ends is fucking ridiculous and goes off the rails a little bit, but this movie, I just thought it was actually going to tell a little bit of a story build a little bit of a character around Bill Murray, I mean, he didn't really have a character, he just whined the whole time, and it kind of bugged me, honestly, I was like, I don't really like you in this role, Bill Murray, like, yeah, he stopped kind of giving a fuck at the end, but it was just weird, and I just, it was just one of those, those, you know, films or whatever you watch when it just feels like it's trying too hard to be different and unique and just random and weird, and it's like, you know, you don't want to be better off just telling a real story. And and it doesn't need to be a fucking Christmas, corny, classic of, you know, uh, happily ever after or anything like that. And I know it doesn't have that. Like, I liked the way it started, and I liked the way it ended. This, I did not like anything in between, basically. Um, the director by Sofia Coppola, too, from Lost in Translation. I mean, it was shot well in a little bit, but I just overall wasn't wasn't in love with it. And I follow her. I don't know if it's her cousin or sister or something. But I follow Gia Coppola on Snapchat. And her, snor- her stories are entirely too long, <laughs> dear lord. Some people, it's like Jesus. I get it. You're at Disney World. <laughs> um, but it's it's you know I just didn't like it that much. And it was on Netflix, so you can check it out. I mean, it's an hour of your time. It's not bad, but it's essentially. I mean, yeah, they say comedy, music, musical. I mean, it is music and and singing, but there's just no story whatsoever. So I just. That's what I didn't like about it. It was singing, and I like me. I mean, like Chicago. I'm not saying it's gonna make Chicago level of storytelling, but I love Chicago. You know, it's a good musical, and I thought it would have something to that effect of telling a story and be like, you know, everybody somehow makes it to his party, or they don't. But it's just weird, and I couldn't tell what was real, what wasn't. It was just strange. It was just odd. But you know, maybe maybe it's just not made for someone like me. And and if you enjoyed it, please let me know. I definitely love to hear from you but i i didn't i didn't like it very much and i'd like the beginning he sang this christmas blues song and and it was very heartfelt and kind of had some real soul to it i really enjoyed it and it started it off and i was like this is it like okay like hooked already you know great opening and then just right from then and there i just didn't think it was that funny and i just didn't really like it and it just fell off fell off fell off and at the end I liked the note it ended on. Literally, you'll notice if you watch it, like I liked the note it ended on and and the line it ended on, but and the shot it ended on. Yeah. Like I said, I liked the ending a lot, but it just everything in between, it just didn't click for me. I just I don't know. maybe it's not not my kind of movie. And it might not be, so, you know. I, I could see how someone could enjoy it. It's just not my style. And I can't believe I love a strange up here. I forgot that was a good movie just with with Alfred Molina and John Lithgow, my lord. Yeah, I'm all over the map this podcast. I'm sorry. I listened to a Bill Burr podcast once and he was watching the Patriots. I think it was like two weeks ago and he was watching the Patriots Broncos game and, and he he was like, I'm never doing this again. I apologize and it's might be the case for me here, but it's it's so relaxing. At least I have my mic stand this time, so that's better. But uh anyways good news. Um, you know, let's, we'll get to the good news in just a second, but just wanna say Yeah, three Things to talk about this week. Very Merry Christmas. Out of rest, didn't like it. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Um, show me your you have to watch it. If you don't like it, don't listen to my podcast ever again. No, I'm just kidding, but I mean really it's amazing. You should like it. Um, and then check out Home Shake, he's amazing. He's great, and I should have started off the podcast with this information, but yeah, just great info. Um, you know, great update. I'm on iTunes now and uh we're all set. I mean I'm going to have to sign up for an unlimited SoundCloud account to host all these damn sound files, but we're all set. We got, uh, we got it, uh, the podcast on iTunes. Um, it's under music. I wish I could be under something else. I'm trying to figure out how to get it under two categories. Cause it's not just music and I don't want to put it under arts. Arts is a little too, sounds too snooty, but God, can you believe the Broncos have only scored three field goals? It's like, can you just put a goddamn touchdown in the end zone? like, fuck goddamn field goals. <laughs> anyways I'm on iTunes it's exciting content for the cultured um we're on a website content for go there for news um I'm gonna start posting on Facebook and stuff getting people engaged a little bit checking out why did the game just got out oh it's back um but please you know check it out on iTunes rate subscribe get into it it's fucking exciting like I'm so pumped I'm on iTunes it's awesome um tell your friends just hope you enjoy it I'm I'm pumped to be putting out a product out there trying to keep it consistent with content it was great to have show me a hero and basically um, like i was talking about last episode i'm just gonna try and talk about you know at least one main thing to really check out it's hard to have three like oh you gotta listen to this you gotta watch this and you gotta watch this because sometimes it's just not there that week and and you gotta absorb content in your own specific way and 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 so for me i just think it works better to have a really main focus, and sometimes there's not going to be anything at all, and it'll just be me rambling, but so far, so good, um, content for the culture on iTunes, please check it out, uh, Home Shake, please check it out, I'd suggest Midnight Snack, um, A Very Merry Christmas, I suggest not checking it out, but either way, I'd like to hear what you think, um, I'm interested, it's, it's, it's good, you know, it's, or it's good, what the fuck am I talking about, it's bad, (laughs) it's bad, (laughs) it is bad, and um, and that is not the case for Show Me a Hero. Please watch it as well. It's, an, it's incredible. And I'm falling off the rails here. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. From doing nothing all day. From eating biscuits and gravy. From watching Show Me a Hero. Um, it's been a really tough weekend. But anyways, check out Show Me a Hero. A very Merry Christmas. Um, if you want to be disappointed, check that out. <laughs> and, and Home Shake. I'm going to leave you the track from uh, Midnight Snack. Uh, just remember to check me out on iTunes, Content for the Cultured. Um subscribe, all that all that good shit. Content for the is the website and uh I'm gonna leave you here with a track. I think I'm gonna go with He's Heating Up and I hope you enjoy and I hope you have a great rest of your Sunday and go Broncos and have a great week. <music>